Who doesn't love endless mimosas? I know I do, and so does 32 Below, Froyo and more. They're located in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. They have frozen yogurt, endless mimosas on Saturdays and Sundays. They got paninis, tons of toppings. They have a little something for the whole family. Plus, they are community-minded business. So go check them out, follow on social media, uh, and you won't regret it. All right, today, I have a special guest for you. Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. All right, today I have Alex with me, um, one amazing woman. Uh, she is not only my hairdresser, I don't know if you can see these beautiful earrings, but she also um, has her own jewelry line, hand beading. Uh, a wonderful woman, has a passion for helping others, and I'm so excited to dive in and tell you guys a little bit about what she does. But first, Alex, thank you, and tell us a little bit about you. Um, well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have this opportunity. Um, but my name is Alex. I am 29 and I am originally from um, Utah. I was born in a place called Ogden, Utah, which is about 45 minutes north of Salt Lake City. And my boyfriend and I moved here two years ago for a year. He, we relocated here because he had an amazing job opportunity at a local drone company. And so we came out here and it was the most magical experience. This little place is so awesome. Um, and then he got a job opportunity in California. So we relocated to California for a little bit. And then we just moved back this summer and I am like the happiest human about it. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I have been a hairstylist for about seven and a half years. And this past December, I kind of got into the beading jewelry, what, what I do on the side. Um, I had done a wedding with Lacey that owns Earthly Beauty Bar and we had this beautiful um, Native American girl that lives locally, like on the Coeur d'Alene Reservation. And she was wearing these beautiful beaded earrings that matched her wedding dress. So that's kind of what inspired me. I was like, oh my gosh, I've seen these before. I've seen them my whole life, like going onto the res and stuff like that. Um, but they were just so elegant. Like they matched her wedding dress and that's kind of what got me into beading. But that's just like a little bit about me and a little bit about my jewelry. Yes, and she does my hair, which um, she's fantastic. Everybody loves her, but I really, when she started doing these beading of these jewelry, these earrings, what I love that you're doing, there's so much more passion behind just these beautiful earrings. It's not just about the earring, it's about, I mean, every earring you sell, every set, there's money that goes back to, um, and I think you were doing COVID relief for the Navajo tribe. Yes. Um, so when I, so I originally started beading to like learn how to make earrings because I was obsessed with the earrings. And then um, you kind of go through this thing when you start something and you start your first project and you're just like, I'm going to shoot for the stars and it just fails miserably. <laughs> so my first project just like totally, I bombed it. And I was never doing this again. I took a couple months off and when COVID happened, um, most hairstylists like myself were unemployed for three months or more. Um, so I had, you know, a month off to sit and do nothing and think, what am I going to do with my life? And then I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect time to like, kind of try it again. Yeah. 
So once I started doing that, that was kind of when the Black uh, Lives Matter movement was really going on and the COVID numbers were surging and just everything was so hard for everyone. Um, and I just was trying to think of all the ways like that I could give back to the reservation. They were really hit pretty hard with COVID and they still are kind of suffering. It's just so hard to get supplies out there. Um, there's a lot of families that still live on a reservation that doesn't have running water. They don't have access to hand sanitizer and they're just very limited. So the first thing that had happened was there was like a Facebook drive locally in Utah where a lot of people were donating supplies and stuff to um, this guy that we know in Salt Lake City. And he got a ton of supplies and had that sent down there. And then while you're unemployed, you're thinking of, okay, I want to donate money, but how can I donate money if I'm not making any money? And I was just like, had already made like 20 pairs of earrings. And I'm like, well, I don't need to keep these all for myself. I wonder if I could sell them. And so it kind of just blossomed from there. And now I've just found that being my main passion of like, I'm making this beautiful jewelry. Like if I can share that with other people and raise money for um, something close to my heart, you know, I'm half Navajo Indian and I know a lot of my family has struggled growing up. Not, not a lot of them live on the reservation now, um, which is pretty awesome that they're able to leave. But most people, you know, that are born on the reservation don't end up leaving because this circumstance, like they just can't. So that's a little bit about the motivation. Yeah. And that's amazing. And that's, I think what was, I drawn, I was drawn to even more about your earrings. I was like, there's something deeper behind it. And then getting to talk to you and you have some like lofty goals for like the future. And I know you probably don't want to share all of them, but like, what is, you know, behind this line, there's something a little bit bigger that you want to do to help more women, especially I think women, um, and artists, um, on the reservation. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're on the reservation and you're looking for the traditional jewelry, whether it's silver, smithed, um, turquoise jewelry, or it's hand beaded or any kind of artwork, um, when you're down there, you, you, you usually can get it for a, a pretty good deal. And that's just because these Native Americans are trying to sell their art um, to make ends meet. So they'll sell it pretty much at any, any cost, you know, and then we just have a lot of people now that are replicating what they make and are making a lot of money off of it, which I think is terrible, but that's another, another story. Um, so I just, I, I find it important to find a way to provide these people that do not have reach um, the reach to sell their art and actually be compensated for what it's worth you know there there's a lot of reasons behind Native American art you know like when the reservations were beginning there was nothing to do on a reservation literally like they they don't have anything um, so a lot of Native Americans turn to using their hands and anything like weaving baskets, making jewelry, like anything to help pass the time. So it's an unfortunate, but amazing tradition, you know, that I want to keep alive. And I want to try to create a place that I would be able to sell their art for them, but have them be compensated and not be making the money off of them, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's wonderful. I mean, and it's, I just love that you have such a passion for all this and you have like, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited to watch you, you know, grow this into something more than just earrings, um, which is really, really cool. So well done. 
Thanks, girl. Yeah, welcome. So something else I wanted to bring up um, to the salon, something really cool that you did for the salon and you brought in, um, pretty much made, you know, Earthly Beauty Bar green. You and Lacey, um, you went out and found all the information, made it happen. And it's really cool to only green salon in Coeur d'Alene, I think. Yeah, um, it was something I learned about, like when I lived in California for 11 months, um, they have a lot of stuff that they have to do as a state. Like they, there's no plastic straws. You have to have a biodegradable straw. Any, any store you want a plastic bag at, you have to pay 10 cents for. And I think that's a great way to push towards, you know, erasing. And there's a lot more that we do. Um, but I had heard about this program when I was working at a salon there, someone had mentioned it and I was like, I don't even know what that means. So I looked it up. And it's pretty easy for salons to do and participate in. And anytime I've done like a full head foil, like you've seen it, you have blonde hair. Like we pull out a wad of foil like this big. And I always am just thinking about like how many Thanksgivings this foil could be used for. And it's just something small like that, that I was just like, there's gotta be a way that we can do something with this. And that program exists. So we're able to donate or um, not donate, we're able to recycle 95% of everything in the salon from paper to hair clippings to foil to hair color, which is crazy. Um, all the plastic, glass, we can even send in like old used tools that don't work like curling irons, flat irons, all sorts of stuff. Um, and it was a company founded in Canada and it was a hairdresser that thought the same. He was just like, this is crazy. We use so much stuff, like it can't even handle it, you know? So. It's pretty cool that we it's are amazing. To do that. So, yeah, I was so proud. Like I was so excited when you were like, no, we're we need to do this. And Lacey's like, I'm on board. And it's yeah. just really neat. It makes me feel better going in there too, going, okay, you guys are recycling and like taking care of our, our earth. <laughs> yeah. Cause it is, it's really hard up here. Like there's, you know, there's a small amount of people that want to take the time to really separate it and then drive it to the proper place, you know where most cities, and I know it's going to get better as we grow, but most cities have, you know, just already, you have a recycle bin, we all recycle, but slowly but surely we'll get. Oh better. yeah. When I'm in California, it's like one of those things, when I, you know, when I'm at a breast house in California, it's just like, you recycle everything. And then I come here, I'm like, oh, where's your recycling? And people are like, throw the garbage. I was like, wait, what? You don't put it in the recycler? Yeah. Like if you want to recycle it, you got to take it home. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's learn a little bit more about you personally. Um, what is a life lesson that you have learned the hard way? Oh man, I've thought about this. Um, a life lesson that I've learned the hard way. Well, there was one when I was like my first year in the hair industry, right? Like I had, I don't know what bill it was, but it was some kind of small medical bill that I just didn't pay from being younger, right? So I remember I was working at this high-end salon. It was like my first salon. And um, randomly, I well, I had two jobs at the time. So I was working at this high-end salon, but I was at my other job at this time. I worked at a restaurant at nighttime. So I was waiting tables and I get a text from my boss and she was like, hey, um, you basically just got served at at the salon and I'm like so embarrassed I have no idea what was happening and then I find out that it was like a medical bill that I left unpaid so that was a huge life lesson to like never 
not pay any kind of medical bill or dentist bill that's like fifty dollars yes. uh, years yeah. later you're gonna get served at your job and it was so embarrassing lesson awful um so what inspires you um to be your best self to be the best alex um i think one thing that inspires me to be my best self is knowing that every day that i wake up i'm going to a place to make somebody's day whether it's you know giving them a haircut washing their hair or just talking to them about how to make themselves feel better i found that that's one thing every day i'm like stoked to go to work just because I know that I'm surrounded by amazing people and I get to help someone that day which is awesome and you do and you get to make someone feel leave feeling like they're on top of the world (laughs) exactly it's it's crazy how much that does for you every day you know when you're just like oh you see them smile I recently made a woman cry because she's like wanted her hair color like that you know and it was just so awesome I love that absolutely so what's your favorite uh, go-to restaurant in Coeur d'Alene? Coeur d'Alene, um, I love Bluebird. That one's a great one. Every time we go, I love the atmosphere. The staff is so fun. Um, yeah, it's a great place. Oh, yeah. When it's one of my top as well. It's just, it's all around great. Because um, I know that, you know, you have also, with that, um, I was going to bring that up because you are someone that has to be careful on what they eat. You know, I know you, you have dealt with a lot of hormone issues and like learning how to like eat correctly for your body. Um, and so to find a restaurant that you can go to and eat well and, you know, for yourself as well, which is always great. Oh yeah. It's so good. And I've been to all three of their restaurants, Syringa and Monarch and all three of them have gluten-friendly, dairy-free options, and they're willing to like make anything gluten-free and dairy-free, which is so awesome, and it's so good. <laughs> so, um, hobby outside of doing hair, earrings, be a puppy mom. What's some hobbies of your that you enjoy doing outside of everything you do? Oh, everything I know, right? I'm like, work is a hobby, right? Just kidding. Um, I love hot yoga. Love hot yoga. That's a great, great one, especially right now. Now that it's 10 degrees outside, I highly recommend going to beautiful hot yoga next to Albertsons. That's my place. I love it. Oh, is it? I haven't, I, I want to go somewhere. And so I'm always like, there's so many cool little like yoga places in town. Yeah. And yoga is always one of that, one of those places where you kind of feel a little intimidated, but I found that uh, beautiful hot yoga is just, they're all so nice and welcoming and they'll help you through your first class. Like it's, it's just a fun place. Every time I go, you get a different experience with each instructor, which I really like, but it's just, every time you leave, you're just like, oh my God, that was amazing. What is that? What's something that you wish you knew about your career before you started? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, what I wish I knew probably that it, definitely takes you at least four years to really feel like you're most confident and comfortable. I think the first three years, well, the first year, once you get out of hair school, you're like, I'm on top of the world. I'm going to make so much money. But 
the the second year after that you know those first three years are really difficult because you're trying to figure out like your style you're trying to do as many heads of hair as you can and you're really just trying to hone in on your craft and I think at about four to five years is when I was just like I could do this in my sleep yeah and I love it you know because for a little bit you start to question when I don't know I think it goes with anything like you start to question a little bit like should I do something different is this the right road for me it's just really tough um but I learned a lot in the first like I want to say five years for sure but definitely that it, it gets easier yeah that's great um so you were an inspiration to many people and you are a person that's obviously trying to make a difference in this world is there someone or somebody somebody out there that's like your hero or someone that like you really look up to oh man um I would say one person Hmm, that's hard. I'd probably say my dad, like my parents as a whole, because they've been together like forever, you know, and I've watched them struggle and I've watched them come out on top and, you know, they're still happily married and they're still together and they're still going strong. Um, but my dad, particularly, he has just always been a solid human being through everything that my family and my extended family has been through. Um, he's always been the person that anyone can call and with a smile on his face, he'll be there to help you no matter what. Like anytime you need to move, like he's helped me move so many times, that poor man. (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't know. He's pulled me out of some crazy places for sure. That's yeah. Um, So I think my parents as a whole, because of how long, you know, and what they've been through. And then my dad is just like an outstanding human. He'll be there for anyone, no matter what. I love that. So if you had a billboard and you could put anything on your billboard, what would your billboard have or say on it? Oh, geez. Probably something like just be nice. I know, you know, something simple, like just be nice, you know, with this day and age, like we don't communicate with each other a lot, you know, like, and then when we do a facial expression is huge. Half the time, everyone just, you know, is locked into their phone or like what they're doing. Um, and they don't take time to really stop and I don't know, be nice to someone. I mean, up here, I will say Coeur d'Alene has been one of the happiest, nicest places I've ever lived, like people-wise, but I definitely think we could all work on that a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, So anyone listening right now, how can we, you know, myself or anyone, how can we support or help you right now? Ooh, um, I think just raising a little bit more awareness on, like, reservations in general, like, the Navajo Nation is one of like the second largest, you know, reservation, but there are reservations all over the world. Um, and in the U.S. particularly, there's a lot of big ones that, you know, they don't have a lot of stuff that we have, you know, and I think it we forget about, we just forget about that. Like we forget to think about people that are in another world because reservations technically run them themselves like they don't they're fed if they're federally recognized they kind of have their own police force and all this stuff but native americans really don't like to ask for help you know unless they really need it um we're really proud of being native but because of the years that we've gone through what we have you know we just don't speak up about it. So finding out more about your local reservations and asking if they need help and seeing what they do need is, I think is huge. Um, because there is 
there are some elders that probably will never ask for help or act like they're in need, if that makes sense. So I think raising awareness is a huge thing. Um, and then just donating where, you know, it's most important. So that's perfect. And we are, we're all going through a really rough time right now. Um, I think on so many levels and I know you and I've talked on the reservation, there's some crazy stuff that happens um, that we have no idea, can't even comprehend. Um, what is a piece of advice you can leave everyone listening today, a piece of advice, something positive um, as people go into their day tomorrow, today, whatever it is, um, and just leave them with something that would, can make them feel good. Oh, that's hard, but not hard. Um, a piece of advice. Let's see. We're going to make it through, you know, like in any situation, like we've all been through hard days. We just have to remember that there's always tomorrow. I forget that all the time. Like I'll, I have crazy anxiety that will happen sometimes at nighttime where I'm just like so overwhelmed. Um, so when I think about like, there's tomorrow, like I can redo this whole day tomorrow. I know I'm going to see so-and-so tomorrow. I can make it better. Just always remember that you have another day, you know? I love that. So tell us how to follow you, buy earrings, donate. Um, let us know how we, like, where do we find you? Awesome. Um, my website is www.ethereal-native.com. I have a few earrings on sale right now, or not on sale, but they're on there for sale. Um, and then I have some made to order earrings. So any order, any pair of earrings that you order, I donate 20%. And my next drop on Instagram, my Instagram name is at ethereal native is November 13th at 6 p.m. And so if you tune in then, I'll have some earrings for sale and I donate 20% forever. So yeah. If you like them, you have to be on there. I have missed out on earrings. <laughs> It's like they're already sold. I'm like, oh, it's a hot it does, it goes pretty quick, you know, and I'm, I will think about other ways of maybe doing a drop, but for now it works. Um, so if you do want to do the drop way, definitely be on there at the time. And I do do reminders and everything coming up to the day. So I can't wait to, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alex. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.